Hey everyone, I'm Justin Trapp and welcome to Hello Church. I'm Wade Bearden and we have a, I, I think an important topic yeah. this week. You know, we did a, a survey, Justin, and we found that most pastors don't plan more than two weeks in advance when it comes to their preaching. So you say, hey, what are you preaching next month? And well, you know, I was thinking about more than two weeks. I, I think that's kind of, I think that's crazy. Yeah, it was like 9% only uh, planned more than two months in advance. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, and so we're going to talk about sermon calendars and specifically 10 yeah. reasons why you should have a sermon calendar and you need one uh, for the very beginning of 2021 and you need to start right now. I, I know we haven't even reached the holiday season, but it's important to begin working on that sermon calendar. And you might be saying, well, well, why do I need that? Why is it important? And we're going to, we're going to give you 10 reasons why. And I think it's going to, it's going to change your preaching. Yeah. So let's, let's uh, run through this list real quick. 10 mm-hmm. benefits of using a preaching calendar. And the first one on the list I think is a real big picture list. And having a, a preaching calendar allows you to have a clear roadmap Mm -hmm. for the future from a content perspective and one of the reasons why this is going to be helpful is because your year like our the yearly calendar has this sort of built-in uh seasons so to speak and these holidays Mm -hmm. and you can leverage these seasons you can leverage when people are going back to school you can leverage uh you know the summertime for certain topics you can leverage these seasons for your benefit i remember uh, you know we were at a church one time and it's in the middle of like June and they're in a marriage series. And I'm mm-hmm. like, gosh, like you're going to have a lot more guests, a lot more visitors in, in September, October, yeah. or like right before Easter to do a marriage series then mm-hmm. not in the middle of summer when no one's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That needs to be a time where you help disciple your people and get them ready for the end mm-hmm. of, uh, of the, the summer and beginning of the the school year. I think this is super important when it when you're talking about providing a roadmap for your church. And I think too, Timothy, Timothy Keller in his book Preaching talks about how he you know he pastored in New York City for years and years, decades, and he felt like he only had his people for a couple of years in their in their church because New York is a city of movement. People are yeah. coming in and people are going out. And so he realized, I need to cover the gospel in those two years. I need to give them the tools they need to continue their Christian walk in those years. Now, your setting might be completely different. You might look at your congregation and say, oh man, half of these people have been in our congregation for their entire lives. But it's still so important because you need to say, okay, am I just kind of hitting on the same topic over and over again? Or am I discipling my people? Am I preaching the entire counsel of God's word? And when you plan a yearly calendar, you can map that out and begin to even even divide that into chunks. Maybe say, okay, in this year, I'm going to focus on this. Next year, I'm going to focus on that. And that is going to go a long way when it comes to discipling and, and really training and leading your people. Yeah, I think you covered a lot of ground there, too, because not only uh, it, the benefit is provides a yearly roadmap, but you also covered it, too. It, it helps you avoid preaching on the same topics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, a calendar will help you do just that. And then, which brings us to number three, which is makes it easier. Having a preaching calendar makes it easier for you to add people 
to your preaching team. If you have a youth pastor, right, mm-hmm. or maybe an elder in the church, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm, I'm really the only person in our congregation, in our church that can really bring the word consistently and do it you know, halfway decent in a presentation format and preaching. Um, a lot of times if you plan ahead, right, if you have a calendar, if you know, hey, I'm going to be talking about you know, uh, sanctification in two months. Mm -hmm. And we just, you know, this particular elder went through this with his small group um, or their small group. Mm -hmm. They'd be great. Right. And so you can go to him and say, Hey, I know you have, you don't really preach often, but in two months we're going to be talking about this particular topic. I think you'd be great. And it actually gives them enough time, right. To build confidence, to prepare, uh, to practice. And so having a calendar just, naturally speaking, is a great way to add people to your preaching team. Oh, yeah. And, well, and the thing is, too, I think it's so important uh, that you take weeks and months to write a message. And I'll, I'll talk more about that later. But you don't want to give someone five days to write a sermon. No. You're not, you're not, you're not setting them up for success. And what will probably happen is you'll, you'll have something that, that might be good. It might even be very good, uh, but maybe it's not as good as it could be. Maybe they don't dig into the passage as well as they could. And I sound like a broken record because we talk about this all the time. You need a preaching team. And if you can say, Hey, in two months, uh, you're going to be preaching on this passage, and I'm here to help, and I'm here to train you, and here to lead you. That is going to provide a incredible plan for the people that you're asking to preaching. I mean, it's so important. Well, I mean, Wade, if a majority of pastors, based on our um, study uh, surveys, mm-hmm. you know, we've had over a thousand pastors respond. Um, if, if a majority of pastors are not planning more than two weeks in advance, they're probably not asking their youth pastor or their children's leader or anyone mm-hmm. else at their church to preach. You know, they're not giving them a heads up more than two weeks in advance, oh, yeah. which doesn't do them any favors like we've been talking about. So again, a preaching calendar is going to help you add people to your preaching team and do it in a way that, that really elevates the, the overall communication and preaching at your church. The, the fourth thing is it really helps you and your team, uh, move toward the same goal. Mm-hmm. If if you have a volunteer and they're currently handling the social media for your church, if they know what you're you're going to be preaching about 3 months from now. Let's say it's going to be a um it's not just Christmas but you're doing a unique twist or a, mm-hmm. a fun Christmas series. They can begin to to prepare what they need to in their area to be able to to really leverage that season appropriately. And they're not just sort of reacting to your su- Sunday sermon and going, oh, he preached about this today. I need to create some social media posts or do whatever. You give them enough time. This goes for like almost every area of your church. Once people see the roadmap and they kind of know what's coming, they can better prepare just like you can better prepare. Mm-hmm. Well, and whenever you're thinking about what your congregation needs and where you feel like the Holy Spirit is is leading you over a given year. You might say, well, we we really need uh, to learn more about evangelism. And I remember being a youth pastor and saying, okay, I, I need uh, to talk to my students about evangelism. And here's what usually happens. We say, okay, I'm going to do a series on evangelism. And we talk about it for four weeks and then we're done. If you plan out your yearly calendar, you can weave that theme throughout the entire Mm -hmm. year. And it gives you an opportunity not to talk about the same thing in the same way. You talk about the same thing, the same topic, but you do it in a lot of different ways. And it helps you to understand the deep habits uh, that are ingrained in people and say, okay, we're going to take some time to really drill 
into this. And then two, if you say, hey, I want my focus for this series or for the year to be evangelism or family life, whatever it is, uh, you can talk to your staff members, kind of like you were saying, Justin, and you can help them to plan events and initiatives and put together material and curriculum that will support what you're talking about. So instead of just saying, hey, I'm gonna preach a sermon on evangelism, we're gonna create opportunities for that, and then we're also gonna let that flow into your small groups where you can discuss it, talk about it, and perhaps even invite people. So it helps get everybody on the same page, which is very important. You know, Wade, we did a um, survey, and I love surveys because we have, you know, 70,000 pastors on our email list. And so when we do a survey, we'll get a few thousand pastors responding. It gives us great data, great feedback, right? Hearing from you guys. And uh, we asked the question, does writing a sermon add stress to your life? And right down the middle, 50% said, mm-hmm. yes, writing a sermon adds stress to your life. And maybe, I mean, I, I feel like I keep going back to this. Maybe it's because pastors aren't planning more than two weeks in advance. Yeah. You're always like barely getting by and just... That in itself is stressful. So uh, this brings me to the fifth benefit of using a sermon series, a sermon calendar. Having a sermon calendar is going to lower the stress, lower the anxiety um, in your life because you know ahead of time. You know, preaching is a great burden, mm-hmm. uh, for, at least for me. I've I've got to communicate. I mean, let's just say in a small, uh, you know, uh, small to medium sized church, two hundred people in the room. There's all different kinds of people in the mm-hmm. room. There is a single mother. There is the, the married couple with no kids. There's the married couple with a few kids. There's the older couple that have been the church. They literally, in all um, uh, seasons of life, yeah. with diverse financial backgrounds, upbringings, religious backgrounds, and I've got to come and I've got to communicate to all of these people, right, and, and, and present the gospel in a way that is um, interesting and compelling, in a way that connects with them. And for me, that's a great burden. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, I know I've talked to a lot of pastors. It's a great burden as well. And so the only way that you can really help relieve some of this anxiety, some of this this stress, is to really be able to plan ahead and a preaching calendar does that for you. Well, well I'll say this. Whenever I was uh, just sold a house, and uh, I knew that there were uh, not, not a lot of big projects, just a lot of little projects I needed to complete before we put it on the market. And so I started uh, months out. And just we just kind of sat down, uh, my wife and I, and just kind of mapped out, okay, on these weekends we'll take care of this and, and take care of that. And still, was the process of selling a house stressful? Of course, like the final day was, was just nuts. But because I planned it out and because I knew what I was doing. It helped to lower that stress. And you say 50% of people say, hey, preaching makes me stressful or anxious. I think the other 50% are lying. <laughs> and and it's not necessarily bad, right? Whenever we're whenever you're lifting weights, right? It creates this sort of stress. It, it, it creates effort. And that's not always easy. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So it might always be easy, but yeah. you can make it uh, make it possible. And you can, you can lower that stress level and lower that anxiety and stress about the right things. So when I say stress about the right things, stress that you are preaching God's word, you're not taking things out of context, really focus on that, not stress about, oh, I started this on Saturday night and I'm trying to get it finished. So stress about the right things uh, and plan so you don't have to stress about the wrong things. Yep. Number six on the list. And this is sort of on the nose, right? It's mm-hmm. it, th- one of the most obvious ones as a benefit is that it's, you're, you're going to preach better if you have a preaching calendar. And I think the best way I know how to articulate this or to illustrate this is, you know, you've all had like a really good steak, right? Mm-hmm. Like a really good steak. 
who who has had a really good steak that you're like you know what? the one of the best steaks I ever had was we had some meat and I threw it in the microwave mm-hmm. and it cooked and you know what it was just so tasty no no one's ever said that yeah. right uh, usually the best steaks are slow marinated um, you take your time you let the meat rest all, all of these different yeah, things. yeah it's like all, a week long process yeah right? right all my all my smoker friends out there grill friends grill masters. Pit bosses, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, if you can allow the content, let's say you know, even like four, you can look four months ahead. And I know what you're saying. You're like, Justin, I don't want to be working on every sermon all the time. And you're not. But if you know you're going to be talking about forgiveness, right, uh, four months from now, maybe you hear a story. Maybe something happens in your church that illustrates perfectly uh, forgiveness, you can sort of archive these away and save these and let these marinate on your heart and in, on your mind. And you're not thinking about the sermon series on forgiveness every day. But as that, that, that content and that research begins to marinate, when you actually get to that day or that, that series, it's, it's just going to be it's going to be full of flavor as opposed to starting on a Thursday afternoon yeah. and saying, you know, I got to talk about forgiveness this weekend. Let's see what I can, you know you know, nuke is from a content standpoint in the mm-hmm. microwaving and get that out. And it's, just, it's, you know, it's sort of obvious, but at the same time, like, I feel like a lot of times we're, we're serving microwave sermons. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can really build momentum by, by just understanding the ebbs and flow of your service. Yeah. Right. So if, if Easter comes and you spend all your time working on that and then the next week it's just like, Oh, well, yeah, oh, I guess I got to do something else. And there's no there's no plan. You're not understanding the peaks and the valley of your year. And I'm not one that says, hey, every sermon series has to be a mountain, right? The beauty, if you, if you go to a beautiful scene, the mountains are great because there are valleys. There are loyal, lower places. I got it on that one. Because you've got the high and you've got, you've got the low. Um, but... It's fine to understand it. You don't have to make every single sermon series the best thing that's ever come along. Yeah. But you do have to understand the importance of discipling your people week in and week out and leveraging that. And it's good sometimes to have a smaller service. Sometimes it's it's really actually just enjoyable. But leveraging that and building that momentum, I think can be incredibly important as you go throughout your year. And we've kind of hit this, this next one a bit, uh, but number eight would be... Uh, a sermon calendar gives you structured freedom because too many choices can paralyze us. Yeah, there's a saying, buyers with many options, choose none. Right. And, well, and have you ever been asked to preach somewhere and and you said, hey, what do I, what do I need to talk about? And they're like, oh, whatever. I mean, half the battle is just finding a text to dig into. Yeah. And so you can have structured freedom within that. And you can change your calendar. It's yeah. possible. It's easy. Um, but you've got some structure uh, to where if something, if one thing changes, your whole year doesn't fall apart. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, we hear this oftentimes from pastors like, well, w- w- you know, if I create a preaching calendar, that doesn't leave room for the Holy Spirit at all. What about the Holy Spirit? And, and you know, th- this gives you a structure, right? The Holy Spirit can help you as you plan, right, uh, the, the content for the year. But also something may happen in your church. Something may happen in your community or in our world. Mm-hmm. And you need to press pause on that calendar. You've had a plan in place. You've done the due diligence, right? Uh, 
you've created that structure. So from a content perspective, you have a, a, a strong foundation there. You can pause and you can address something that's going on in your congregation community or, you know, in culture and then resume. Uh, but it does allow you. I'm reminded of oh, one time I was practicing some time management um you know, discipline, so to speak. And so I was time blocking my time. And so, uh, and it sounded, it felt really rigid when I would talk about it. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm only allowed to answer email from 9am to 930 in the the morning. (laughs) I'm only allowed to uh, get on Facebook for 15 minutes a day at two o'clock in the afternoon. Or like, I think I would do it like right after lunch, the first 15 minutes after lunch. And it felt really rigid. But when I started practicing this, these uh, this time block system, it actually became very freeing because I knew like, I didn't have to worry about anything else but whatever was in that time block. And it gave me this freedom to just relax a little bit about my day and my schedule. And to be honest, it was less stressful. Uh, it was it was hard work up front managing it all and like mm-hmm. planning it out. But once I got into the rhythm of it, it was actually less stress uh, on my day mm-hmm. because I just had freedom knowing like, hey, I don't have, I'm not responsible for anything else right now in this time slot. So Yeah, well, and it feeds into number nine in that it eliminates last minute sermon writing. And Man. there are always gonna be weeks where you're like, you feel like you're you're cramming. But by having a plan, you have an opportunity to go in and if you read something or you see something that you could use in the future, you can just drop it in a, a note section. In Sermonary, we have a My Ideas section where you can write ideas there. And when you sit down to write your message, you're like, okay, I already know the text I'm going to use. I'm already, I already know what I'm going to talk about. And I've already got all these different ideas. So it's going to save you that time. It's going to take away anxiety and stress. And then number 10, it'll give room for creativity to blossom. That's what a sermon calendar can do. And what I love to is just is having notes open on my phone or having a napkin or whatever it is and when i come across an idea just writing it down or linking it and i'm doing that throughout the week i'm doing that weeks i'm even sometimes months before i preach a message uh and that makes me i think far more effective yeah this goes back to you know one of the points about um you know the marination uh, taking place in your heart and your mind Mm -hmm. about a particular topic um, you can allow some room for that creativity to happen. It's hard to be creative, guys, right? It's hard to be creative on a Friday evening when you just started. <laughs> You're just sort of like, I got I to gotta get through it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even trying to be creative or clever. Just got to get through it. So allow yourself some margin. And a calendar, a sermon calendar, gives you that margin as you're preparing your content. So- well, and... I'll say this too. One of the things that we create at Ministry Pass is we create a series of sermon calendars every single year. And you can take that and use it verbatim or you can trade it out with some other sermon series. But they're 12-month calendars. We have the exegetical calendar, which really works through books of the Bible or long passages. We have the topical calendar, which goes kind of topic by topic throughout the year. And uh, we have the a new one, which is I'm really excited about, is the whole Bible in one year. So you basically yeah. start at Genesis and you work your way to Revelation. Uh, it tells the whole story of the gospel. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, it's a really great series 
uh, to just work work your people through the Bible. Uh, and then we have the uh, the lectionary calendar, yeah. which goes along with the revised common lectionary, and uh, that utilizes the season uh, seasons of the year. I mean, it's fantastic. So people uh, watching this, they can look at our calendars yeah. as examples. You can download those on ministrypass.com. Whatever you do, make it a point to plan a yeah. calendar. Put together a calendar this year and start it now so that you are ready when January comes. Well, and some pastors have said, Justin, like the idea of planning out an entire year, it just sounds like exhausting. Mm-hmm. It sounds daunting, to be honest. Uh, if you haven't checked out our sermon calendars, I would, I would maybe start there, right? Let's see how we've done it. See how we've laid it out. And like Wade said, some people, some pastors will say, hey, look, I, I just use your calendar. It, mm-hmm. it frees me up so much to just be able to focus on shepherding our people. And I don't have to worry about the content planning. Some pastors and teams have said, look, we like to throw in a few of our own in there, but we love kind of seeing how you've laid out. Some pastors yeah. will actually use a you know combo of a few. And then some pastors have told me, look, we plan our own, but every year we look forward to to." Seeing what you guys have done because it gives us inspiration to create our own wherever you're at in that spectrum um we we hope that these calendars serve you well and so we're getting ready to release these really really soon we actually release these the first week of october so be on the lookout for those yeah ministrypass.com and uh, i think you're really going to love them i i think this is the this is the best set of calendars that we've produced yeah. uh, ever. We have a children's calendar and a youth pastor calendar that releases as well, and so I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. If you have not subscribed to Hello Church, make sure to do that. Just ring the bell on YouTube. We're excited. We have over a, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We've only been doing this for a short period of time. Yeah, I mean that's that is amazing. It's exciting. Yeah. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes. Make sure to do that. Share this with a friend. Rate and review us. It, it it's helpful. It gets the word out on Hello Church. Yeah, next episode, we're, I mean, we've all made preaching mistakes, right? That we've all, I've probably made all seven of these, but next uh, episode, we're going to be talking about seven of your greatest preaching mistakes and how to avoid them. Yeah, what should you not do this next week? I think it's going to be uh, super helpful. Once again, thank you for listening or watching yeah. Hello Church, and we're, we're so glad to uh, help you out and hopefully serve your ministry. See you next time.